Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I are in shock. I'm extremely upset about this. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that my wife is working out. I've never seen a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. The first thing I pictured in my head was those like foamy headsets that came with your disc man <laughs> when you bought a new disc man and the, the ones that they still give you when you fly. If any of us are ever going to fly ever again, never again, never again. Oh God. It's so good to hear your voice. It's so sad. <laughs> I've called people from my past that I don't even want to talk to. That's what this quarantine is doing. I'm like, how? how that ex-boyfriend of mine from high school is doing i'll just give him a call i'll give him a call and i'm like talking to people on the phone when was the last time you talked to people on the phone i talked to galen this afternoon and for like an extended period of time right yeah like it was wonderful um how how are you faring today was odd um like to wake up without a purpose, you know. <laughs> That's a story of most Americans' lives. <laughs> um, Welcome I mean, to the rest of the from world. Like, yeah, I mean, like my routine is off, and um, everything that I do, no, I, I can't do any of it. Um, you know, even like you're like, oh, I'll do the home workout, and you try to do the home workout, you're like, this, I don't want to do this. Like, this sucks. This isn't real. You know, it's like. It's like it's like you're working out with your get in shape girl kit. It's like these aren't real weights. This isn't a real headband. This isn't a real jump rope. This is this is horseshit. This is bullshit. What do you mean it's not real? That's my entire fitness routine. <laughs> get in shape, girl. Oh, the things Marcus that were sold now, to us. Marcus has got in, uh, into his head that we should watch Love Is Blind. I've never seen it, had no desire to watch it. And so he, I was working out and he was watching it and the whole, like I, I couldn't like stop listening to it. And it was so insane. I don't know if you know the premise of the show or anything, or if you watch it, but it is, it, don't, it's, <laughs> it's really just like, I, I didn't think people got dumber, but they do. And it, then they're all on the show. And half of them are in New Jersey because let me tell you what, I went up just the street to get one thing, which don't ever leave the house just to get one thing. When you leave, get everything in bulk that you're going to need for the next six days because you don't want to see what's even happening out there. I think that's really the bottom line. It's um, You would think that there's no national crisis going on at all. And I'm the person who's like, now I've turned into Jack Nicholson in um, As Good As It Gets, like where I'm, I'm gloved and I'm like walking on every third stone and then I'm like turning around three times and spitting and... Wait, what? Oh my God. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm not going to lie. People are buying booze like it is the end of the world and I'm not going to lie. Yep. I'm one of those people. I'm standing, right, I'm standing six <laughs> feet a healthy distance away. But in order to Same. get the bits and pieces for today's specialty cocktail. I took my life in my hands for the good of the pod and I went to a total wine. It was the amount of people in there. I was like, what the hell is going, did did a gunshot go off that like we're only open for the next half hour, get everything you need. It reminded it's me of supermarket like- supermarket sweep. It is. It's everything. Is, every day is supermarket sweep for me and every day- is my parents on a Friday at 5 p.m. before the banks closed when you could only get cash out for the weekend. It's it's a race against time to get what you need and to get in. But it seems like these people don't know or care or whatever's going on. But now I'm at the point where I'm leaving the house with gloves on. I don't know what it's going to do because I'm touching things with these gloves. But damn, I'll touch like one thing and then I'll throw the glove out. But I could <laughs> I'm going to invent sexy leather gloves when this is over and they're going to go flying off the shelves. But I'm in there sure. in total wine and I'm and I'm just standing in the wine aisle and I have my blue gloves on and some woman walks by me, not at the at the government suggested six feet, probably about two feet behind me. And she went so stupid. And I was like, man, you? Yes. 
<laughs> and at, at that point, I wanted to turn around and punch her with my gloved hand, but then I'd have to remove the glove and I have to put another glove on in order to get the wine that I needed. And it wasn't worth it because I was probably going to see her in line at checkout. So she, was it because you're wearing the glove? Yeah. You know, Joke's on her thing. when she gets a headache and a cough and all that crap. All right. She's like, you're so stupid. She bites into a bat sandwich. You people. And walks away. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're so stupid. And she's got a thermometer hanging out of her ass. <laughs> she's so stupid. And then she turns on. There's a monkey on her back just gnawing in the, in the back oh of her. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, sorry about Dumb that. I, I forgot to leave my pet monkey in the car. But he's been hanging out with pigs, so it should be fine. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're just mixing all of the the animals. We'll be all right, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of chaos up there. Also, with no structure, and I know what you're talking about, uh, because I, as as a comedian slash actor slash writer slash extraordinary podcast host, have been forced to forge my own schedule along my life. So it's almost like the rest of the world is just catching up to my own survival mechanisms where that's concerned. But I will say this, with no structure to your day where I would like get up and go and work out at Orange Theory every day with like nothing to anchor yourself, the days more, like remember when there were days of the week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember like, and now, like oh, Friday. Now it's yeah. one long and- day. Now it's just called day. What day is it? Day. <laughs> it may That's be. what it is. I said something. Don't let us know. Don't let us know. They'll let us know at the, at the press briefing. I said something accidentally existential this morning, and I was like, okay, we got to get going. Oh, what is time? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was suddenly saying it to Jim, being like, okay, so let's get up, and then we'll, we're going to do this, and then we're going to have this done by this time. Oh. What is time? What difference does it make? It's all just, one big exercise in futility. It's like I'm I'm doing no exit every day of my life. You just start quoting the band Chicago. Does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody even care? <laughs> does anybody care? I know every day I'm Freddie Mercury and Queen. And I'm, uh, I'm rationing out those Xanax, like I said from before. I mean, I was bold. Last time we recorded, I took a whole pill. Now I'm doing it by oh. quarters. Oh, God. How, how is um, how's Marcus doing? Good. How often um, do you guys leave the apartment? Uh, three to four times to obviously take Jenny out. Otherwise, she will urinate all over the house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we do Zoom a lot with friends. I've been zooming. Who's zooming who? That song is going to come roaring back. <laughs> Just like this virus, it's going to tear a hole through the, the United States. Oh Who's my God. If I were who? Zoom, that's what I would be doing right now. Put out this commercial. It's for Zoom. Who's zooming who? Because now everybody is. And you can film the I commercial think... through Zoom because nobody's actually in the same studio as each other. <laughs> that's right. You That's watch right. NBC they, in the morning or CBS. All of them get no. their separate studios now. Oh, really? Yeah, they're not in the same studios together. It's amazing. Al Roker's like, and and now I'm sitting on the shitter and and a special <laughs> interest story from my can. Are you by the water? No, I'm by my toilet. Why? Oh, just that's the rush of water. Okay. <laughs> Zoom is everything. I, I conferenced with people, and I'm having a virtual happy hour with my family tomorrow. Oh. I know. People are having virtual cocktail parties. I've done that the other day. Um, that's something that we do now. That's something that we do now. I know. It yeah. hasn't even been a week, and this is our new reality. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then tomorrow, I'm going to walk out my back door and look for District 13. Uh-huh. Because I know it's out there somewhere. <laughs> this is just insane. The, the, I mean, the kind of crazy part is the environment has never been better. It, honestly, like, is that crazy? Like, think about it. I was thinking about it today while I was walking. Uh, took myself for a walk. And how, like... It's kind of like it's forcing us to engage in a completely different way. 
to be a hundred percent present because we've got nothing, nothing to do. And um, no excuses. And like, so- That's the worst part, though. And I realize right. that now, as this um, quarantine has progressed in time, which we're recording this a little bit ahead of this two-week mark that we're going to be hitting. Um, Every time I leave the house, it's like the game The Floor is Lava, which you played when you were a kid, except it's mm-hmm. everywhere and it's prolonged and it's terrifying and it's real. Correct. And now you just like watch everybody walk down the street um, and they are like as if you're a man on fire coming at them. They're like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> everybody clear like, everybody uh, clear a path oh, clear oh, a oh, path. God. oh god here it's man on fire man on fire i don't know i was like i've when i went for a run i ran down any opposite street from another human being that i could mm-hmm. in one sense it's a dream come true yeah and then you encounter that one street where like oh you, you're like, where is everybody? Oh, here they are. They're on 48th Street. Like, they, all of a sudden, it's like this weird, like, it's not a block party. It's a sidewalk party where everyone has somehow congregated on the one part of the sidewalk, but they're all there. And doesn't it make you want to run screaming at them? Don't you read anything? Don't you know what's going on? Are you all Jared Leto living in a meditation retreat? <laughs> That, to me, is hey, the man. funniest thing that has come out of this. Of all the stories, Jared Leto not knowing that there was a massive quarantine slash virus that was ripping its way through the nation comes out and is like, hey, guys, what's... Guys? Guys? No idea. Yeah, like, hey, man. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, that really sucks. I'm still hot, though, right? Okay, great. Okay, uh, but my, my dreadlocks still look good on me, right? Right? Okay. Can you I still imagine look like I'm 16. When he turned on his phone, the amount of messages and tweets and stuff that probably came in all at once would just make it explode in his hand. Like, are you okay? Where are you? Dude, call me. Seriously. Get back to me. Are you okay? Have you heard? Like, what? I mean, Do you have coronavirus? You can't because sexy people can't get it. Oh, wait. <laughs> Idris Elba got it. Oh, no. Oh, wait, Gal Gadot wants you to record um, a version of Imagine that we can put in a big group setting and send it out to people as inspiration, except now it's rich people singing Imagine There's No Heaven and everybody's ready to just walk into traffic. Did you watch that? No. What? Gal Gadot got a whole bunch of famous people together to sing John Lennon's Imagine. Where I wanna, one of I them stab my ears out. One of them and one of them's imagine no possessions. All of America. <laughs> I am. I am imagining it right <laughs> now. Could you pick another song? How about We Will Rock You? Anything? Something from Mamma Mia? Something fun, light? Imagine? Um, how about Samantha Fox's, I want to have some fun, work that body all night long. <laughs> I want to have some fun. How about who's zooming who, huh? If that makes gonna, a lot of sense. If this is celebrity karaoke, you picked the wrong song, <laughs> gal. <laughs> not, that's not piano, man. Jesus. Just because your breasts are flawless in that <laughs> outfit that they gave you does not mean... You you are tone deaf both physically and have you been have you been privy to the articles that are written um, about the uh, the people in East Hampton? No, what is going on over there? They, it is priceless. Who's Someone writing them? The 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 denizens of East Hampton because they're like all of a sudden we have this sleepy little town, and then all of the Manhattanites with their SUVs start rolling in to East Hampton and pilfering everything. They're disrespectful. We should burn the bridges so they can't come in, is what they said. Oh, my God. Because they're all fleeing New York City, fearing a lockdown? Yes. So what they're doing is is they're fleeing. They're going to their... um, Bunkers. Yeah, they're coming to their their compounds, or they're trying to rent um, houses out there in you know, a month, a season that's not ready for them. So they're not ready to be rented. They're not clean. They're not ready. 
also the stores aren't stocked the way that they're normally stocked for the summer because it's not the summer. Right. And they're coming out here or they're coming out to East Hampton with these expectations that it's like, you're all ready to go. And they're getting pissed and they're coming sick. So they're leaving Manhattan and they're sick and they're not telling people. And then they're infecting people. This is all in this article. And like someone like took the train or someone like flew in and didn't tell anybody. And they've been like, they're just encountering everybody. And then they're going to the restaurants, not adhering to any of the rules and regulations about, um, you know, six feet between you and someone else or, you know, whatever they're packed. They're, they're just like on top of one another. Oh, and the, the rest and the residents are like, you know, this isn't really, we're not wealthy. We're like a, a working town for the wealthy. So you're actually robbing us now of our food because they're going in and they're ripping everything off the shelves and just leaving like a frozen pizza. Oh my God. Right. And there's no way to like navigate any of that. Like, there's no, there's no stopgap in place for that. Right. Oh so God. That's fun. So where, how did you read that? Because I have a house manager friend who's in East Hampton saying, if you if you want a funny read, and it's oh, all these like it's God. all these people that are out there saying like how much they're just like they are not mincing words like fuck Good. these people these people come in here infecting everybody they're sick it's great anyway but wasn't anyway. there a national lockdown wasn't not not national a lockdown for all of New York so that would make them not. That would they be included in that? Is it's a lockdown for the whole state, right? However, what they also mention is that they don't adhere to any rules because they're wealthy, and the wealthy don't really pay attention to rules, as you can, as we're seeing um, in the news already. When the people, when those senators were selling off their stocks before, you know, and they the knew it was going to hit, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. They can they know information before everyone else. The rules don't apply. It's there. Everybody's like Leona Helmsley. Only the poor people pay taxes. Oh my! Anyway, wow, this is a grim look <laughs> at the. Re- oh my god! <laughs> you guys, this is the best comedy podcast ever. ever. <laughs> well, we're gonna lighten it up because the good people they expect more from us than this. Well, they already know that there's a shit storm outside. They look out their window, they see one person walk by and go, "Oh, I guess we're still doing this life thing." So instead of letting the the days bleed from one into the next, I'm gonna say. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, <laughs> underground legend Jared Leto. And I'm Terry Hatcher. And we're coming to you from both. Go ahead, Terry. Hell's Kitchen, Manhattan. And, and the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? <laughs> I love the Yankees. That's why I love the film Jezebel with Betty Davis. And she kept saying, I'm tired of Yankees coming into our hometown, stealing plantations. Betty Davis was wonderful. She was about this high near the end. Jiminy Glick, right? One of my favorites. I love, do you ever watch Jiminy Glick? Um, I did not. And I didn't hear a single thing. So I'm assuming it's funny if it's Jiminy <laughs> Jim Glick. You were so I thought you were on board. <laughs> oh, well, just trust me. It was very funny. He's a very funny man, that Jiminy Glick. So um, as ever, because everybody's online anyway, you can follow us on your social media, at Instagram, at Twitter, at FacePlace, uh, at DearPodOfficial across the board. You can find all of our... Um, Previous episodes, dearpodofficial.com. Uh, and I recommend binging because what else are you going to do? And really, you have no excuse now because we've been putting it out there. And if you're like, I just don't have time to, Mm-mm. no. You have nothing but time. You got, you got nothing, nothing but, but time. time. What is time? What is time? Time won't give me time. And please email us any questions you have on how to survive the quarantine, uh, any anything you want to know about coronavirus, any cocktails that you should be baking. And, um, how to, how to get... cut your own hair, how to sew your own shirts, um, how to, um, I don't know, Natalie Joy Johnson is dyeing her hair right now. Um, how to cut your own hair? My cousin had to go over and cut my aunt's hair. She has a an afro. 
So she had to cut her oh. hair, and I wish her the best of luck in all of that. That is not going to be yeah. an easy main. But, uh, yeah, so you can email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com, or weekly we're putting out on our Insta stories that you can ask us questions directly through the Instagrams. And um, yes. sooner or later, we got to live feed this biatch so we can get you know, some real-time questions from people. But in the meantime, we have all of those wonderful ways to get in contact with us. Please... Adieu. Oh, Patty, it'll be over soon, right? I, you know what? A positive <laughs> attitude will cure anything, right? <laughs> it'll cure everything but Andy Cohen, who has coronavirus. He does? Yes, he just announced it, but with a very sad oh, selfie, no. and he's wearing a onesie. Oh, God. I know. Oh, no. I know. What I is wonder the if it'll correct the lazy eye. No, nothing can do that. Except maybe a donkey oh. kick to the back of the head. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> terrible, terrible you know, people. I wonder what's going to happen when we reintroduce ourselves to each other. It's like when you take an animal out of the wild so that you can fix them, and then you try to reintroduce them to their pack, and they go crazy and they eat somebody. I feel like the second that you say, okay, we're all clear, it's going to be a shit show. It's going to be like, um, you know, that scene in nine to five when it's like a dream sequence when they're all like chained to their desk yeah. and then they all, the ladies rescue them. They're all like so hesitant. They're like blinded by the light one by one. It's coming out of the, the cave. That's okay, what so it'll be like. That's what you think is going to happen. What I think is going to happen is the scene from Cabin in the Woods. And if you've ever seen this, if you haven't seen it, I think it's one of the best horror movies that's been made in the last 10 years. And basically, there's a big place, a big building where they keep all the monsters, and um, somebody lets them all out, and there's somebody who's standing in an elevator. It's like in a building. They're standing in the elevator bank, and you hear, ding, and all of the elevator doors open, and there's a momentary pause, and then you hear, and all the monsters come out of the elevators at the exact same time. So I think that the second the government goes, ding, Everybody in the world is going to go, ah, ah, and then they're going to be in ShopRite, and they're going to be naked. Somebody's going to be topless. It's going to be like that scene in Airplane when they're like, everybody prepare for a crash, and you just see boobs run by. <laughs> I predict mass hysteria. Well, that's uh, Let's see what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens. All right. So, so best of luck to us. Um... I I do think they're probably going to extend this time. And there's an article about the fact that, like, I know that technically we're allowed to mingle within 10 people, but doesn't everybody wet themselves when they see people, like, standing with each other? Like, my family I, got together yeah. and had dinner, and I was like, you guys, I know there's six of you, but I don't feel comfortable about any of this. Someone came up to me the other day. I was, like, walking to work because I can't take public transportation. By my boss. My boss told me not to take it anymore. Is she getting so, you a car then? No, I'm walking from my house there. So I'm like, oh, sure, that's fine. And then someone's like, hey, how are you? And comes up to me and like, you know, does like the face kiss. And I literally <gasps> was so, I was like frozen. I'm like, as if, <gasps> like, as if I was just like, held a gun on the street. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. And like, then I had to finish my walk there. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. And I had my, hand sanitizer all over my face, <laughs> up my arm. I'm drinking it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate you. We both said at the same time, you're gargling and spitting it out again. <laughs> I stop in the Rite Aid, buy bleach, and just like, you know, rinsing it off in my face, my eyes. I'm like, I'm fine, right? I'm fine. I'm fine. I throw myself into the dishwasher. Next time I see you, you're just pure white. <laughs> it's like the scene in The Simpsons where Milhouse goes swimming in the pool that has too much chlorine and he's completely bleached of color. <laughs> oh. oh, so because of all the jackasses that are congregating on the beaches of Florida as they slowly start to close them, this week's theme was spring break. True. Where everybody was was gonna have a spring break and they sort of insist on having it and they're like, I don't know if I get the coronavirus, it's gonna be fine. And I wanted to reach through the the TV and throttle them because that's the crap that's gonna make this go on longer. 
We tried to Absolutely. go with a spring break theme, but did you had a tough time. So did I. You know, Aaron, I did. Ew, so, don't say and, my name like that. <laughs> so what I tried to do, because I, I really thought that there'd be more questions written into Dear Abby, a sensible older woman schooling uh, teenagers uh, on the uh, fuck fest for a week and a half in <laughs> Fort Lauderdale. However, to my dismay, people did not reach out to ask the, the advice of these two uh, women. Instead, um, I just kind of had to go rogue and went with just, you know, teenage questions. Yeah. And um, that's where we are. Did However, you ever... I'll say... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I, I, no, no, you. No, you take the last loaf of no, bread. I no, get... you take the last roll of toilet paper. Organic toilet paper. Okay. Yeah, because if I wipe my ass, I definitely want it to be with a tree that didn't suffer. <laughs> um, did you... Did you... Wait, we got things buzzing. Did you ever take part in spring break? Have you ever? Yeah. Done... Oh, you did. I, I mean, went to I South Padre you were in Island. Yeah, I went to South Padre Island, and um, not kind of wasn't my jam, and it was very like fratastic. There was a lot of like you'd go to the beach and everyone had like their frat flag, and I'm like, this is this is a lot. This like I also don't like crowds. And I was like not in shape and, you know, like I just, I'm like, this is not my scene. And, and I, yeah. And then all my friends got arrested, but I didn't because I had taken, you know, I'm an actor. So while they were all getting arrested, I acted my way out of it. (laughs) And they were so pissed because they all had like these tickets from the police and all this shit. They're like, where the fuck, how come you didn't get arrested? I'm like, "Mm, I, you know. Because I know how to get out of things. They were like, I did a monologue from Ibsen, and they were like, that is phenomenal. It is moving. And then I sang Otto Kitzling from Beaches, and uh, no one wanted to come anywhere near me. I did a Meisner exercise, and I kept saying, you have a gun. No, you have a gun. You have a gun. Until eventually I broke them down, and they said, I have a gun. I have a gun. You have a gun. I have a gun. You have a... That's fine. You're off with a warning. Why did they get arrested, and how did you... How'd you talk your way out? Uh, mm-hmm. So I saw kind of, I kind of was like evaluating the room and we were all underage. So people were, you know, they were like raiding the room and anyone who had a beer in their hand or a drink in their hand, they went after them first. So like a slow, like most people, like they threw their drink down and, you know, kind of like a shark, <laughs> like the police saw it and they went right after them, <laughs> you know, like, was and it worth so it for like, Azima? Was it worth it? Right. I mean, really? And I like, kind of slowly put my drink down and I slowly walked out of the bar, which is on the beach, and pretended that I was just on the beach, like I was a beachgoer. Oh and my God, you are kind so of just left all, my, <laughs> left all my friends. I'm like, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I never want to um, be with you at a crisis. <laughs> if it's one of those, <laughs> you have to put your mask on before you can help anybody with their masks. But in your case, you put your mask on and then strangle me with mine. Well, I'm also thinking that my sister was uh, a state's attorney. I'm like, oh my, if I get arrested here, she's going to beat the living shit out of me. She's going to beat the Christ right out of me. So it's always like anytime like I'm, I'm in a situation like that, I, it's very rarely like I'm thinking about like... Uh, the people that I'm with and like my sister is going, she'll murder me. She'll murder me. And I'll never, I'll, we'll never talk about anything other than this moment right now. So, it's never about you I and don't... your own well being. It's about how you survive your family's <laughs> lickings. Correct. So yeah, this week's theme, I, I just kind of <laughs> use teen party as, as kind of a go, a guide to, to, yeah. to bring it in. So, so why don't you give us a, a kickoff there? Start us off with a little, Spring breaky style article. Well, okay. I'm doing the best I can. And Emotionally. for some reason, yeah, I can, I can barely read it because it has printed out weird. So here I go. Go. This is from the Los Angeles Times, Los Angeles, California, October 20th, 1982. Twas a Wednesday. Mm. Dear Abby. Dear Abby, I want to have a party in in my family room of our house next spring. My problem is my father. He said I can't have it there because that's where he likes to sit and relax during the evening. My father, that's 
My father said that when he was my age, I'll be 14 in March, he had parties in the basement, garage, or outside. He gave me those choices for my party, but we had no basement or garage, and our garage is too small, and there would be a problem with mosquitoes if I had it outside. How can I persuade my father to let me have the family room for just three hours, from 8 p.m. until 11? Signed, needs your help. This guy sounds lame. Dear needs, you need more help than my help. You need an ally in your camp. You don't mention your mother. If you, if you have one, draft her. Perhaps if your father knew more about your plan, how many kids, the games you play, what refreshments you plan to serve, etc., he'd be more cooperative. Your father, like most people, probably fears the unknown and is therefore negative. You ask for his help in planning the party, it might improve your chances. You sound like a good kid. Good luck. This sounds like one of those like shitty ABC sitcoms where they're having a party and you're just like, no one's coming to this fucker's party. No, because you that's a lame, lame kid. It's like step by step or um, Valerie's family. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then, but then they, don't they have that one kid who will always come in and be like, I stole by the Jack Dennis from the family's house. And they're like, oh, come on, Timmy. I just had an abortion upstairs in the attic. What? <laughs> this, this reminds me of like, I did one, like, again, I wasn't a big party kid, but I had, I had teen, I had theater dorks over one night, like a show had closed and I had a bunch of theater friends over and my parents were away. And, um, it was Zima, of course, was the cocktail of the day because that was like the only kind of thing that you could buy when you were a teenager. And frankly, sure. every store was trying to get rid of it. So if you were underage, <laughs> you could be eight years old and walk in there and be like, can I have a six pack of Zima? And they'd be like, Fine. "Absolutely, we're just trying to move this shit. <laughs> we're trying to clear the shelves. So we had Zima with Jolly Ranchers in it. Cause That's that absolutely vile. <laughs> You know what that is? That's like the teenage Cure Royale. <laughs> that is so disgusting. <laughs> but that's what we did. You didn't do that? No. Oh, God. Maybe it was a New England thing because we've never had taste. So we're all drinking <laughs> Zimas and we're at my parents' house and they bought a brand new couch. This story's not going to end well, just FYI. No, oh my God. So, brand new couch, they're away. I have theater dorks over. I think everything <laughs> is fine. People are drinking Zimas with Jolly Ranchers in them. What could possibly go wrong? I don't know what this kid's problem was. I don't even know who he was. He was, like, kind of relaxing on the couch, just sort of laying on his side. He sharded. I wish. Well, actually, yeah, because then it would stay at least somewhat in his own body. But instead, he rolled over, and it was like a slow-motion train. You just sort of watched everything happen in slow-mo. He just sort of rolled to the side and puked all over their new couch, uh, like all like all over this cushion. And I was what like... What color was it? The couch? Yeah. Brown. What color oh. was his puke? Not far off in color. But of course, as a teenager, I was like, I can get away with this. So everybody left, and I, I brought the cushion out, and I washed it as much as I thought I could. <laughs> this must have been horrifying. And, the, and then I put it back on the couch, still moist. Because I was smart. S-M-R-T, smart. And I went to bed. Now, the fam comes home the next day, and my mother wakes me up. If she could have, with her own physical strength, lifted me in my mattress and just tipped the mattress out a window, she would have. And you know how, like, you're a teenager and you're like, I sleep till four, ma, get off my case. To be ripped from sleep by my mother going, what happened downstairs? Like that. It went down my spine into my ass, stiffened my entire body, and I levitated up out of the bed, and it was like, levitated down the stairs. I don't know what happened after that. I blacked out. I just know whatever I did was not enough to not make it smell like vomit in the den. Isn't that awful? Don't you, like, as an adult, don't you 
hate yourself looking back at moments like that. I would kill me. If someone threw up in my house, I t- did, I, I, did I tell you the one time that um, when I was in our fraternity that when the pledges leave um, for like right before um, they do something called walkout when they leave and they like fuck with the house and then we're stuck without pledges for like a weekend or whatever. And it's like really, it's supposed to be like really kind of like jokey or whatever. Well, um, we had pledges that they're like, oh, we're really going to fuck with everybody. So like we're all sleeping and they take all the stalls out of the, the bathrooms, the communal oh, bathrooms. no, no. So, and so they take those out and they, um, they like dribble like deer piss down the hallways. Excuse we're in Southern, me? Who in gathered Southern, that? Southern Indiana. Well, we're from Southern Indiana. Then um, they released all these crickets in the house. <gasps> and I'm like, you've got to be fucking, you are fucking kidding me right now. Now, we had an old house, so when you remove things like the, um, the bathroom stalls, the chances of them being returned and actually working properly, slim to none, because they're already broken. Oh. Trying to get deer piss out of your carpet is impossible. <laughs> Getting crickets out of your fucking house, also nearly impossible. How do you and wrangle I was like, them? You, you, I don't know how we did it, but when they, when these fuckers came back to the house, I was like, which one is the genius that came up with all this shit? How do, so when you come back to the house and now our house smells like fucking deer piss and you're trying to get laid, <laughs> good luck. Good oh, luck, everybody. my God. But, you know what? My hat's off to any kid who actually collected the deer piss because I feel like that's a survivor and he's probably doing better than any of us right now. Well, I think you can buy it. I think that's the thing. I think deer piss is something you put down on the ground somewhere to attract something. I don't know. I'm from Chicago. I'm not from Southern Indiana. It's got to be in Walmart. That that sounds like an item you could get at Walmart, just a bag of deer or piss. It, or it could have been just CK1. It kind of smells the same. <laughs> Axe body spray. He just dumped a whole thing in the. Who dropped deer piss in here? Oh, yeah, that's the new scent from Axe. Sorry about that. Old spice deer piss. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I have an article for you from the Messenger Inquirer of Owensboro, Kentucky, July. Oh, June 13th, 1999. Party like it's 99. All right. 1899. That's how we're partying. <laughs> Somebody get me some laudanum and some medicated cotton and give me room. I'm going to invent the wheel. All right. Dear Ann Landers, you were a few peas short of a casserole with your response to unsure in Columbia, Ohio. She had caught her 40-year-old boyfriend, John, kissing a 16-year-old girl at her teenage daughter's New Year's Eve party. <laughs> The man said he was drunk and couldn't remember a thing. You told her to forgive him Uh if this was a one-time lapse. I noted also that the letter said his hands were firmly planted on the young girl's behind. I hope you have that woman's address (laughs) so you can write her back and tell her to get that pervert out of the house. (laughs) From Fontana, California. And she says, dear Fontana. I received a load of complaints about that response and agree it was a dog. And that was it. She's like, my bad. I gave her really, what was she? Was she high being like a 40 year old man is at a teenager's New Year's Eve party and is making out with a 16 year old. And you're like, ah, if it's a one-time thing happens once, what can you do? New Year's Eve. Am I right? No rules. It sounds like a Will Ferrell movie. I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Is that your vagina? That is. (laughs) It's a Judd Apatow flick. (laughs) This is just the treatment for it. (laughs) So here's what I'm thinking. Um, 40-year-old guy goes to 16-year-old's party, grabs somebody's ass, and says, Yahtzee, and (laughs) runs out naked. She said that it was okay if it was a one-time thing. Oh, my God. First of all, you know what? This is this guy is roughly in our age bracket. Can you yep. ever picture making out with a sixteen-year-old right now? And the answer is I probably even... no. If any cops are listening, <laughs> the answer is no because I barely want to talk to a sixteen-year-old. I barely want to talk to someone who's twenty-one years old. I, mean, I can't even imagine having any kind of 
other interaction with them because it'd be like, I, I, I hate small talk and I hate like dumb talk. Oh. Where you're like, where you're, when you have to dumb, like, this is why I don't like to talk to children. Like, and never like, and how old are you? Is that your Lego? Is that your dolly? Is that, I can't, I can't, I've never been able to do it. I think that like some of my nieces and nephews, if they've caught on to me, they realize that I was never going to do that. And if they could, you know, live accordingly, then we would live in harmony. If they, if they needed the baby talk, then I definitely was not the uncle for them. I never was like I couldn't. I never gave them what they needed. But if they want me to read from the Wall Street Journal, I'm there for them. Absolutely. That's the like, kind of. Did you want? Yeah. Do you want to talk? Did about you want the a 80s? cigarette or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you want a cigarette or no? No, you did. Okay. Do you what, want to discuss? Is that a candy cigarette? <laughs> is that a candy cigarette? No, it's not a fucking candy cigarette. Light it up. It's a Pall Mall and it's menthol. <laughs> Enjoy it. It tastes like mint. It hurts and oh. burns, but it's minty. Oh, grow up, Becky. Grow up. Inhale. Hold it. Hold it. Exhale. Uh, we now, can lose the let's diaper discuss, already. Let's discuss the, the career moves of Michael J. Fox post-family ties. You go. <laughs> That's you as an uncle. <laughs> you start. Who do you hate in the family most? What? Uh, Justine Bateman, appreciated or underappreciated? <laughs> Go. Huh? Forget it. I'm not going to talk small talk with you. Why are you so stupid? Well, I'm only seven. Shut up. Excuses. That's I all I hear from you. Wasted a cigarette on you, damn it. <laughs> all right. Hit me with another article. Look at I was like I don't care anymore. We have another. I article. don't care. What what is an article? Huh. Um, here we go from the Ogden Standard Examiner, Ogden, Utah, March tenth, nineteen sixty seven. Dear Abby, our daughter Debbie is not quite sixteen, but most of her classmates are seventeen, and some are eighteen. She's been invited to a boy-girl party next Saturday night at the home of a classmate, boy, whose parents are divorced. When we asked Debbie, who was going to the chaperone's party, she said she wasn't sure. But it, it, would, be, uh, but it would be well chaperoned. Abby, this boy lives with his father, who has the reputation of being quite a swinger. And somehow we can't see this father staying home on a Saturday night and properly chaperoning a party. When we told Debbie that either she would have to call and find out definitely who was chaperoning the party or she couldn't go, she became furious. And she said we didn't trust her. We do trust her. But do you think we're wrong in our demands? Signed her parents. Dear parents, no, stick with your guns. You should be more, there should be more parents like you. Again, I have found the two articles for spring break that are the most boring and saccharine and full house letters. In existence. And what this year like, was it? This is 1967 in Ogden, Utah. I feel like Debbie, first of all, like get it together, Debbie. I like the idea of trust in a teenager. Could you ever trust? Knowing yourself as a teenager, would you trust you as a teenager? Yeah, I trust me. If I had, trusting. well, again, we were like 50 year old human beings, definitely young a, bodies. I was a loser. I was a dork. I was a nerd. I I was a good kid. But still, teenagers are dumb. I was dumb. Everybody's dumb. You're going to trust a dumb person with their own life? If This is why I'm not a parent. This is, there's so many reasons I'm not a parent. But, like, if I had a kid, I'd be like, well, life out there. You know what I'd be like in um Into the Woods? That I'd just, like, keep the kid. I'd keep Rapunzel in a tower. But in my case, I don't have a tower, so I'd, I'd make them live under the stairs like Harry Potter and be like, you'll come out when you're 18, and then I'll give you a whole scoop on what life is like, birds and bees, blah, 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 and then I'll leave you to fend for yourself. Because at that point, you know, you've seen some shit. So basically, you'll be like Donna Murphy? Yes. Entangled. Yes. Good. Okay. Or uh, yeah. Into the Woods. I'd be like, don't you know us of every <laughs> what it's come to. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I've turned the gas in in my apartment, but I, I'm like, 
Could be. Doesn't it feel better? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just slowly killing myself. Yay! Here's a tip for all you New Yorkers who have a shelter at home thing, and you don't have anything to get you high. Just turn the gas on for like five minutes, sit in it, you're going to have a blast. Someone has to shield you I'm just auditioning. If anybody's listening right now, That's I'm available fine. to play the witch in Into the Woods when your summer seasons return in 2025. I'm auditioning for Into the Woods Zoom edition. <laughs> Zoom Woods. Into the Zoom. Into the Zoom. Zoom into, zoom into the woods. <laughs> God. If musicals they go all on. Like that, they all know. have like that delay. <laughs> exactly. Where it's like there's nothing like tension. The only thing you could do is like waiting for Godot or something. <laughs> waiting for Gal Godot. I'm just waiting for Gal Godot to create another stupid Instagram video. <laughs> Imagine all the people. Let me. Okay, so I hate to be this person, but I imagine is one of my least favorite songs. Because when people start to overuse it, kind of like, you know, Whitney Houston's. Um, greatest love of all it's like uh i think we've beat it to death i think we beat it to death i think we beat her to death and maybe i'm a little pessimistic but but then I'm you've come sorry. to the right place <laughs> if you are you've come to the right podcast yes and i'll probably have to get remarried after this because this quarantine is pushing everybody's marriage to the limits jim and i have turned into a tennessee williams play oh i like that yeah, it's just one slow-moving fan and the two of us sitting there <laughs> wafting ourselves, being like, it sure is hot today, Father. Oh, It sure is hot. Would you like a lemon ice, would you? Would you? Well, then tell me why you slept with my sister. Come on. Be real with me, Brick. Be real. Like, it's that's where we're at. That's Quarantine is turning everybody into a Tennessee Williams play. Or Lord of the Flies, if you've got kids. Yeah, and if you need to go get, to get something at the Food Emporium. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more article for us. Jesus, we are just blasting it through, aren't we? This is from the Times, Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, so hot down there. May 2nd. It is so hot. I need some lemonade oh, and some Lord. iced tea or something. A fresh mint julep would just do me a <laughs> world of good, would you? Could you massage Someone fan my, my vagina, would you? It's just. So hot down there. Brick, fan my vagina. You don't want to get in there anyway. I know. I know you don't. So this is May 2nd, 1969, a Friday. Wait, I feel like both of our places are, should be like set at 106 degrees right now because I feel like that's how we're interacting as if it is the hottest recording studio <laughs> and we've lost our fucking minds. We started out with, we started out with the pandemic. Then we've gone into spring break, but we're not even really talking about spring break. We're talking about fanning someone's vagina. Hit it, Toots. What's your article? We're in a Tennessee <laughs> Williams play, the two of us. You're a gay man, too, aren't you? Why is everybody gay here? Look, I don't know why you don't love me, Patrick. Why don't you love me? I've been working so hard over here. Just a bit. look at me. Look at me like a person. This then you just hear your mom's voice. Aaron? Oh, Jesus, not her. <laughs> Are we going to try the moth report today? Okay, I think that we've got so much time behind us, the moth report is going to have to wait another week. Well, <laughs> well, if we're in quarantine, I don't know. I'm going to go underneath this table once I'm done recording this and just rock myself to sleep and cry. All right, my article comes from the Times in Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, May 2nd, 1969. So hot. So very hot. <laughs> Music at teen party gives woman splitting headache. Dear Ann Landers, last night my 16-year-old granddaughter gave a party. There were at least 30 teenagers in the house. They rolled back the rugs, moved all the furniture on the porch, and played music for dancing. I didn't see any dancing. Just some catatonic, zombie-like motions and a lot of jerking and shaking. What disturbed me more than anything was the music. It gave me a splitting headache. These kids these days insist on turning up the stereo amplifier as high as it will go. 
It virtually assaults the eardrums, just like us. I notice that our teenage grandchildren do not hear their parents when they speak in normal conversational tones. Unless instructions are screamed, they are ignored. I think the kids are actually deaf. My husband says there's nothing wrong with their hearing. They just hear when they want to. Tell me, Anne, is it possible that our teenagers are becoming hard of hearing because the loud music they seem to idolize? If so, someone should tell them. Signed, Antique Ada. Dear Anne. Antique what? Ada. 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 American Dental Association. Antique Ada. (laughs) Dear Anne, someone has told them. Ear specialists are deeply concerned and have said so. It has been proved that loud music produces serious hearing problems among the young. Several cases of permanent deafness among musicians have been noted. So take heed, kids, and turn down the volume. Do you hear me out there? I say turn down the volume! (laughs) It's all in caps, and it has five exclamation points after it. Oh, I thought thought that was a little ad-lib. You know what? Maybe that's the the message that the kids of today need because that what's her name Claire from whatever you know who's who's on the the health commission that's standing behind the president with the five different um, scarves oh, around her Chico's. <laughs> we'll just call her Chico's. Chico's keeps stepping forward and being like everybody. Tell all of your teenagers that they shouldn't congregate. This is not a snow day. You shouldn't be hanging out together and having fun on beaches and in parks. You're endangering the... Anne would kick that woman down and out of the podium and be like, Get the fuck out of the way, Fauci! You bit your ass on trying to alarm people! You're not hearing this chick from Chico saying anything because Blydetta back there, she's too nice to all of you, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to rip the skin right off your stupid heads. I think what Anna's trying to convey to everybody here God today... God damn it, Fauci! Is- I am saying exactly what I said! I think she's been bitten by a mosquito or something, but... I don't have a fever. I have a fever for telling you to shut the fuck up, sit the fuck down, and watch TV for two goddamn weeks, you stupid shits. I think what Anne is trying <laughs> <laughs> And then Trump comes forward and he's like, I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I agree. I think it was a little too harsh, but... Turn down the volume! Oh, wow. Wow, that actually felt good. It felt good to scream into a microphone, which is connected to my Jules's poor, poor ears. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Um, Wow, how do I come down from that? Um, I I don't know. Maybe a joint? No, I wish that I had some of that, but I don't. I'm not. I'm not a pot person. I just never have been. It, it, it's too. No, I don't do that. My drug of choice is alcohol, and uh, we'll have that later on in the in the program. But in the meantime, the one thing that make me could could bring me back down to the ground of rage is Instagram mail. Instagram mail. It is time for Instagram. As long as you're away. I don't care how you send them, just send them if you can. Send them! Send them! Did anybody ever like that song? No. All right, so we have Instagram mail questions from you good listeners who are sitting at home, clearly listening to our, our schlock. And uh, we've taken your questions. We have some answers for you. You can follow us online at Dear Pot Official. We will be putting that out on the Instagram a couple different times a week. But you can send it to us anytime. You can DM us, slide into our DMs, but keep six feet away. And you can mm-hmm. also email us, DearPotOfficial at gmail.com, if you want to go the old school route. I mean, I'm talking to people on the phone. Who knew? Everything old is new again. That's right. I just pick up my rotary dial phone, and 45 minutes later, when I'm done dialing, I am on uh, a live party line. A nine, a nine, a nine. (laughs) All nines. 
So yes, we have some questions for you guys, and there's a, there's a couple that are pertinent to uh, this week's theme of spring break and the uh, current shitstorm that's happening outside. So the garbage fire and some spring break. You want to kick us off? Oh, I'll kick you right in the teeth. Please do. Um, the first question: How do I ration wine? Am I correct? Yeah, that's go the question, ahead. Right? Yeah. How do I ration wine? Step one, call your local Vitzner. Step two, ask if they deliver. Step three, when they say yes, tell them that your credit card doesn't have a limit. And if they're prepared to fill up the truck to the brim, then, well, that's the limit. Step four, move your husband out of the bedroom and store all of your newfound liquor items there. Step five, grab some Lysol in your favorite cocktail glass and lock yourself in said bedroom and wait eight weeks. Keep me posted on your progress. That seems like a really good plan. That is, that's actually the thing that they should be putting whenever they flash that, whenever they do a press conference and they have that, that board that they keep bringing up, it's like 15, 15 days to flatten the curve. Here's how you flatten the curve. You give everybody a jug of wine a day for the next 15 days and tell them not to leave, drink this once a day. And then we're all going to be, if everybody's passed out, nobody's moving around. I think you've just solved all of the world's problems with that answer right there. So here's what Anne has to say. How do I ration wine? In times like these, I don't believe in rationing wine. Please. At this point, I have a hamster water bottle in the corner of each room filled with Merlot. After each press briefing, I go to the bottle and suckle like a newborn baby. If it's a matter of not wanting to leave the house, Wine.com has a delivery service in each state. If it's a matter of money, I'm sure it's only a matter of time before the Red Cross sets up a wine tent in an effort to keep people buzzed until we're through this crisis. If things get bad, reach out to me again and I'll send a SWAT team to your house with three boxes of Chardonnay. Godspeed, my friend. Stay well and stay blotto. Anne! Lovely. Lovely, isn't really- it? Um, oh, I like this next question. Am I allowed I- to am I allowed to break a vase during spring break? Yes! As long as you break it over the heads of those stupid kids hanging out on that beach. <laughs> Anne! Lovely. Enough said. Am I allowed to break a vase after spring break? This spring break is like none we've seen before. I say, if you want to break a vase, go ahead. But why stop at one? I think it is very reasonable to go to your employer's house and pick up anything that you can find and toss it as hard as you can, shattering it and anything else around it. It's called spring break, right? At this rate, all bets are off. Good luck and make sure to stretch. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why you saying that just reminded me we look I, I like well-meaning attempts at, at things but if stuff is stupid right now I just can't get behind it um there was a girl a little girl came up to the house and slipped a piece of paper through our mail slot which in a in a crisis like this where everybody is keeping distance from each other for some random strange kid to slip something through your mail slot, I was like, "Burn it and burn the kid." What is this? <laughs> and I went kill to go, her. kill her. I went, and then she ran back to her parents down the driveway. And I went to go read the piece of paper, and it was like, in a show of solidarity for the health workers and the people that are putting in extra time. Everybody leave their house at 6 p.m. and make noise with anything that you have. Bang some pots and pans. Maybe play an instrument. Maybe blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what good is this going to do for the people who are in the ER <laughs> trying to fight this crisis? If somebody, one of them just stops and is like, wait, wait, wait. A neighborhood, a neighborhood right now is playing with pots and pans. I can hear it. I can hear it. They're with us. Solidarity. I know. I'm a cynic. But I said, it, it, it just was like all happening at 6 p.m. And I walked out at 6 p.m. And you hear like people are banging things and some guys playing a trumpet. And I just wanted to scream because that's noise. Like I wanted to walk into the middle of the street and go, and <laughs> I'm just doing my part. I'm doing my part for the effort, you guys. Solidarity. And the final question. Does hot water kill corona? 
World Health Organization states hot water does not kill coronavirus. According to their website, the best way to protect yourself against COVID-19 is by frequently cleaning your hands. By doing this, you eliminate viruses that may be on your hands and avoid infection that could occur by then touching your eyes, mouth, and nose. Visit who.int for more information on the spread of the disease, unless you're talking about Corona the beer, in which case, yes, hot water will kill Corona, but it doesn't have much taste to begin with. Hey. Well played. I do like Corona, though. You do? <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Oh, it's I don't just, drink a lot of beer. I, I don't drink a lot of beer, so it's not like I'm oh maybe God. just scratch. Let's just forget that. Let's just forget no, that. No, no. I love that you just sent me a picture of the Chico's lady. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks so she sad. looks like she's pulled like a piano scarf. She went to like <laughs> Stevie Nicks' house, pulled a piano scarf off of her piano, and then put it on. She's like, you're on three. Oh, okay. Is that my Christmas tree skirt you're wearing? <laughs> no time to change. <laughs> <laughs> She's wearing my mother's doilies for like under vases. She put them all together and then put them on her. At the, at the bottom of the screen, it just says outfit courtesy of Raymore and Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank Home Depot rugs for giving my, my outfit today for this press conference. She, she like takes that macrame plant holder from the corner of her kitchen and just puts it around her neck. What are you wearing? I found a tablecloth from two Christmases ago. I just threw it on and I cinched it with a pin. I didn't think it was going to work, but you know, I had uh, apparently a problem with moths. <laughs> it looks great. Are those my drapes? Why are you Carol Burnett? What's going on? <laughs> This woman, she's my new favorite. Her and Fauci are my new favorite characters. I really want them to run for for president. I I think Fauci should run for president. I want her to be the running mate. That is a ticket I can get behind. It's got a Statler and Waldorf type feeling, you know? I agree. Don't we all? I concur. Yeah. Um, So speaking of rationing wine, guess what? It's time for... A specialty specialty Put down your hand sanitizer Stop drinking that Save your hand sanitizer Wash down your back Wash down your back sandwich I don't care what you're drinking Just drink a lot of it Look, we need to burn that shit to the ground Are you drinking anything tonight, by the way? <laughs> Am I, I, I would, yeah, because we're separate from each other. The world, and, uh, we're well, drinking every night now, aren't we? And that's okay. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. all you had to say about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this week, guess what? We're gonna tell you how to get through this this quarantine a little bit easier with the survival spritz. Now, I found this in Amish country, courtesy of Shannon Kelly at Shot and Bottle. This was our our alternative cocktail shot, option. Shot, Yes. So this was one of the other options from the God's Gimlet that now I am bringing back forth because it was so delicious. Thank you, Shannon. So here's the recipe. You need three quarters of an ounce, three quarters of an ounce of falernum. Couldn't get that out. A half ounce simple syrup, a half ounce lime juice, one ounce of red wine. You combine all of these things in a glass over ice, give them a little stirry-poo, and add seltzer. That is that simple. It's a wine spritzer for survival. So here's some tasting notes. We're only two weeks into this nonsense and everyone is climbing the walls. This week we offer you a drink that you don't have to explain to anyone. You like wine? Great. You like a nice lime? Why not? How about a nice shot of falernum? What the hell is that? Who cares? Doesn't matter. It's gonna be delicious. This is the greatest substitute to sangria that you can drink on a COVID-filled spring day. Plus, it's just white trashy enough that we're gonna throw a bunch of ice into the wine. Be safe, stay healthy, and for God's sake, leave some of the toilet paper for everyone else. Cheers, everybody. 
That's the Survival Spritzer. And to let you know what Falernum is, it's got this like all spicy taste to it. So when you add it to any drink, it almost tastes a little bit Christmassy, earthy, delicious. It tastes like Old Spice? It's Old Spice. What did we say? Old Spice uh, Deer Piss. Yes. <laughs> Actually, that'd be a great drink for next week. So cheers, everybody. Uh, my Jules and I are going to cheers to you, Patty. I hope you're raising a glass wherever you are. Um, I hope that everybody's staying healthy and safe and clean. God damn it. Clean your ass. Listen, you stupid pishes. The longer that you guys hang out together, the longer it's going to take for us to get out of this shitstorm that we're in. And you won't be able to go to your fancy movie theaters and your good restaurants and your fantastic bars. We're going to ruin all of it. We're going to burn this whole goddamn place to the ground. So everybody stay the fuck away from each other for one goddamn month and touch yourself instead of touching each other. You're going to have to when you're 40 anyway. And Landis. <laughs>